Whether you're taking a rip down the lease road in your jacked-up truck or flying first class to Houston, Texas, it's time to sit back and relax for another exciting episode of Oil & Gas Onshore. This episode is brought to you by Tendeka, a global specialist in advanced completions and production solutions for the oil and gas industry. And now, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome your host, Justin Gauthier. All right. Welcome to this week's episode of Oil & Gas Onshore. We're here at NAPE with Chris Jackson, Director of IT at Total Land Technologies. Chris, thanks for taking time to come meet with me here at NAPE. Thank you. Appreciate it, man. You guys came in from Louisiana, right? That's correct. Okay. You came in last night or? You came in last night. Okay. Did you get it? It took five hours to get here. Five hours. Five closed, yeah. Oh, man. Well... That's, so we were just talking about this, is, is if Elon Musk is listening, which he probably is. Maybe so. Yeah, he needs to come to Texas, Louisiana, and start building some tunnels underground yes. to help with commutes like that. Right? Oh, yes, definitely. The, yeah. I, I think the oil and gas you know, env- you know, environment would pay for it. Probably no so, with how much traffic goes between Baton Rouge, Louisiana, you know, all throughout Lake Charles to Houston, and then probably just, they might as well just extend it all the way out to Midland. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, just make a big T. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, again, we're sitting here. And so for the audience, we had some interest, something interesting happen that's never happened to us before. The microphones or the, the recorder was picking up a radio signal. So if you all of a sudden hear some hip hop in the background, it's not Chris's phone. He nope. wasn't jamming out to, to this before, but it's picking something up. So if you hear some background noise with some music, it's, uh, we're not sure where it's coming from, but it's, it's like a magical radio station in the podcast world. So I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. And if you hear some voices or some things happening in the background, we're here, uh, at Nate. So before we get started, Chris, what, I mean, coming in, you got, you got Total Land, what brings you to Nape? And more importantly, I mean, what's Total Land? What do you guys do? And, and let's kind of hear about it. Yeah. Yeah, we've been to Nape for the last ooh, large number of years here. So we're a land management software. Uh, we're a software as a service. So everything is, um, everything is housed in the cloud, accessible, you know, anywhere in the world, you know, your mobile devices, in your office, wherever. Um, it also helps that, you know, you don't have to install anything on your local machine or in a server, you know, in your environment. So basically, we help brokerages and uh, EMP companies help streamline their process for acquiring leases, doing title, uh, running abstracts, uh, that type of information. We also have built into the software a, a way for them to do billing. So a lot of your uh, brokerages hire contractors. Those contractors need to bill the brokerage. So we have that built in. That way the brokerages can then go ahead and bill out to their clients. And that by itself saves days of processing You know, from, from clients that have admitted that to us they're like this used to take me two days wow like it takes me two hours like well that's great you know if there's something else i can help you with let me know yeah yeah well and we all know in oil and gas time is money right so anytime you're saving whether it's minutes days hours regardless that that's a huge value add for your customer you know ultimately everyone's in this business to make money and save as much as possible and, and, and conduct business without spending an arm and a leg. And so we're constantly looking for ways to save, constantly looking for ways to increase efficiencies and drive down costs. And it sounds like you guys have found an opportunity and capitalized on that. So I, so I applaud you for that. Thank you. So again, you're out of laugh yet. And, and I was just telling you with my, with a name like Goche, you probably thought 
hey, this guy must be from South I-10. You probably, right. you, you know, probably thought you knew my uncle or something to that effect. Well, you probably don't because I'm actually from Calgary, Alberta. But the funny thing is, is my wife's originally from Lafayette. So, you know, I got the, the Cajun last name, but, but, but my wife's from Lafayette. So it's kind of an interesting mix. Definitely. And, you know, when I worked offshore for a little bit and, and a lot of the guys would, when they started talking to me, they would say, man, you know, we, we know you're from Louisiana, but man, you must be far north of I-10, like, <laughs> like Shreveport or something. I was like, you, a little further. It's a little more cold where I'm from. Right. But uh, no, I embrace the culture of uh, the food. I mean, it's, and especially Lafayette. And you said you were from Crowley. Yes. You know, my wife's family's from Crowley. Just a, it's such a unique culture. Uh, it's almost like its own country. You know, you, as soon as you cross into the border and you stop at, whether it's a gas station or a restaurant, it's like, yep. you know, it's like you, you get right, you like head first into, into sort of the Cajun and just that, that warm Southern hospitality. So it's neat. So do you guys work out of your house then, or do you guys have an office or how does that work? So, uh, I work out of our, our office in Lafayette. Okay. Uh, so our parent company is a fence to maker. Uh, ah. They're a survey and engineering company. Uh, so we're just a, a wholly owned subsidiary of uh, Fence to Maker. Okay. Um, so I work out of their their headquarters there, right there in Lafayette. And then we have another coworker that uh, does a lot of our tech support and stuff like that. She works out of her house in uh, Fort Worth. Ah, wow. Yep. Cool. Isn't that neat that technology allows us to do that? We can Definitely. basically work remotely in different cities. I mean, the era of office space i find is slowly kind of dissipating yep it's important to bring everyone together because there's nothing like face-to-face meetings but that's right to have the opportunity to work remotely i think is it's it's super cool and we're heading towards that more and more definitely and i think that's where like a lot of brokerages see that value in total land because i mean you've got you know you may have a you may have brokerages that have an office like in Lafayette, for instance. You may have one that have offices in Houston. But they're all over the place. They might be in Colorado one week. They might be in New Mexico. They might be in Ohio. I mean, they're just all over the place. And, you know, they all have to do their billing and they all have to do work. And you can do it from all those different places. And then the office manager and everybody in their home office can see everything that they're doing. Right. You know, make comments and tell them that, hey, I need you to do this instead of this. You know, so that that. You know, that transparency part of it really helps with not only your, you know, your EMP companies that are that have an account with Total Land, but the brokerage, the brokerage home home managers as well. Right, right. So let's kind of back up a little bit. How did you get into this marketplace? And more specifically, you know, how did you get into working with Total Land? And did you have experience in this market beforehand? Or Yeah, so I started back, I started Total Land back in 2007. So that was actually before it was uh, Total Land itself. It was a, a different named company, same product. It kind of did a, a rebranding around that time, same time frame. And then in 2011, I believe, is when Finstamaker kind of did the purchase of the for the wholly owned subsidiary. Okay. So I have a direct. I have a, a background in uh, management information systems. So, but going into the company, I had no idea on oil and gas, how it operated. So I kind of learned that process as I built out the software itself, uh, which is a real help because, you know, you get real experience from the landman doing the work. So you get, you get to ask questions directly to the people that did it. Like, hey, how do you do this? And then if I can make that work in a software sense, that's what really helps us, you know, identify workflows that work in the field, not just theoretical workflows. 
That makes sense. So when did, and what's the parent company name? Fence the Maker. Fence the Maker. And do they do similar work? Or? No, no. So they do, they're a surveying, engineering, and environmental firm. Okay. Um, they're, they're here at NAEP as well. So they, they service, you know, they, they provide services for EMP companies for surveys, uh, engineering, you know, pipeline work, that, that, type of, that type of stuff as well. But in terms of us actually doing brokerage work or anything like that, we, we don't do any of that stuff. So we're strictly a software as a service company. I got you. So did they find you or did you find them or how did that marriage happen? I don't know the exact um, scenario on that perspective, hmm. from that perspective, but... No worries. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. And you're, but you're, so you started Total End yourself? Or? No, no. It was founded by a previous founder. He's, he's not with the company anymore. Okay. But uh, it was only a few years after it had been kind of uh, created that I was, that I started on. So. Okay, cool. So what does Total End, or I guess, what are you looking to accomplish at NAEP? And like in the past, I know you said you'd been here for a number of years is, is and you keep coming back. I'm assuming that it, you find it valuable to come here. Is it more of networking or is there opportunity to sell some services or? It's kind of both. So a lot of the networking, a lot of our clients are here as well. We do make some good connections with uh, current clients. And then we sometimes do uh, turn around and, and get good leads out of, uh, out of NAEP itself. So, I mean, it's kind of a, it's a good way to display your, your business. I think not having a booth at some place like this is kind of more detrimental than, you know, than uh, not being here at all. So, I mean, I think that's important. It's important that you're, you're kind of here. Right. Yeah. No. Do you guys attend any other conferences or is this kind of the Super Bowl of all conferences for you? Uh, this is the big one for us. Uh, we do attend Summer NAPE, you know, that occurs in August-ish. Okay. Uh, we had, last year we attended NALTA, which was in uh, Orlando, which is the National, National Association of Lease and Title Analysts, I believe. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, again, it kind of ties in with the title research and abstracting portion of the software. And that's what we see a lot in the software right now is a lot of a lot of title work, a lot of abstracting, you know. So I guess they're taking advantage of the, you know, the potential lull in some of the oil prices to then drill what they have. Right. You know. So we kind of see that. We kind of see those trends go up and down, you know, throughout the year. I see. Is and this might be an ignorant question because, like I was saying before, most of my background is upstream, more specifically yeah. with, with drilling. But does AI or sort of that push and technology have a place in your marketplace or in your company? I mean, is there... I think it could. I think it definitely could. I think the amount of information that people like to acquire lends itself to pushing artificial intelligence to be able to kind of analyze that and uh, identify, you know, things that someone might be missing. Right. You know, so that's always a, that's always on our radar, you know, is to try and keep enhancing and improving our services because it's only a benefit to the clients. Right. Okay. So who is your target client or who? what's mo- typically your target audience? Mostly it's going to be brokerages themselves, you know, small, medium, large. I mean, we have some, some, uh, some brokerages that may have, you know, 10 people. We have some that are 50, some hundreds of users, you know. So, and then our model kind of fits that, those, whatever size brokerage that you have, because our, our model is just month to month. So we don't have a long-term contract. We don't charge a per-user basis. So it's just a flat fee. That way you can really budget your software expense for the month. That way you're not saying, okay, well, how much is it going to be this month or how much is it going to be next month? Now you know exactly how much it is. And that's not going to increase 
right. then you get more people. So know? it's like a it's like a flat fee that you guys yeah, charge. Exactly. So how do you work that into your numbers, or is it like from a business standpoint? And, and it's okay if you don't want to answer it, but having a flat fee like that is your work streamlined enough to be able to sort of have your costs sort of flatlined as well? Or yeah, yeah. So so we we typically have a pretty good pretty good structure going on where our costs are you know kind of main, maintained consistently over the time and then you know as new clients get in there we that just helps build our base and then continue that so i think a lot of um, a lot of our advertisement is uh, obviously we do social media advertisement you know we're here at nape but a lot of it's the quality of the software uh, word of mouth okay very interesting. Well, hey, I want to take a quick break. Uh, for all the listeners out there, if you'd like to support the show, please subscribe and do me a huge favor and take a few minutes to leave a review, whether it's on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, even on, on LinkedIn. Please hit me up and just let me know what, what you think of the show. Any feedback, good or bad, I would certainly appreciate it. We've got a few other shows out there. If you just search up Oil & Gas Global Network on any platform that you listen to podcasts on, listen, leave a review. We'd certainly appreciate it. So Chris, you might've already touched on it, but what makes Total Land different? Uh, and how do you kind of set yourselves apart from your competitors in, in such a, you know, obviously it's a very competitive marketplace. Sure. sure. Yeah. So, I mean, we have a different architecture than uh, some of the other ones. A, a lot of um, land management softwares are like uh, either lease based or track based. And we don't consider ourselves either one. We consider ourselves what we, uh, what we call realm based where you can enter in information, you know, you can enter in track, track level information, uh, you know, for a piece of property, or you can enter in uh, party information, which is, you know, a landowner or whatever the case may be. You can enter in instruments from like, like from a courthouse for your title research. You can enter in a lease or a right of way. And then ultimately those all ma- are, are maintained independently, but then you can connect them all together. Wow. And that's where the realm comes into play because the, the benefit of, of having all those all pieces, all individual, is that you really could separate your teams where you're just having people doing one specific part of the software, another one doing, you know, this piece. You know, that way, if you're, if you're a big enough organization where you have, you know, just title researchers, you can have them just doing that. Or if you have just, you know, acquisition, you know, you know people that just take leases, you can have them just deal with that, that information. So that really helps kind of allow them to set their own business rules. We, we try not to, to confine a brokerage or, or one of our clients to any type of our business rules unless we have, absolutely have to. Of course. You right. Know? So I think that's a big benefit. And then we try and communicate to our clients pretty regularly, just trying to get them to know that, hey, look, if you, if you see something that's maybe not exactly the way you want it, please let us know. Sometimes there's a reason that it has to be that way, but other times maybe there's a way we can change that. You know, so we're, we're in the business to help clients, mm-hmm. not to try and, you know, deter them from using us or, or whatever the case may be. Right, right. So it sounds like customer service is something that you guys really work towards. It is. Yeah. And that's important. So do you, do you deal typically with your clients on like a day-to-day basis or is it more like here's the, you know, here's our service, here's our software, and then they just kind of plug and play? Or is there a lot of interaction that you guys provide? Normally the onboarding process is the the time period where you're, you're spending a lot of time with your office manager. So we kind of do a train the trainer approach. Oh, okay. Where, you know, uh, Melissa Jackson, uh, she's kind of handles up all of our technical support and sales. So she normally does a lot of the onboarding process. So 
we kind of have it structured where you have an office manager kind of at the top, then you can assign project managers to different projects that they're on, and then kind of the teams kind of fall down from there. So we typically go and, and train, you know, we'll do go-to-meeting trainings or we'll do in-person trainings if we have to. We do a lot of the go-to-meeting stuff because it works really well. Right. You know, you can because sometimes you just can't get everybody in a room, you know, at one time. It's difficult to do. Yeah, nowadays. it is. Yeah, everyone's so busy and planning meetings where you have more than two or three people can be challenging. <laughs> yeah, it really is. So we figure, you know, we if we can train the office manager on their part, then we can kind of have separate separate trainings for the different pieces that, you know, they're going to use. Not everybody uses every piece of the software. You know, we have clients that just do it for billing. We have clients that do billing and you know, for abstracting. So that's kind of the, the basics of, of our approach on it. And then, but I mean, the clients still know that I'm, I'm there. Mm-hmm. I mean, my email address is sitting on the site for them to, to do. And then we also have a help desk, help desk system built into the software where they can submit tickets and we can interact with them that way. So there's, there's definitely multi, multiple ways for them to access us. You know, wow. if there's an issue or... You know, if something maybe like we just added a new section to the website that identifies new features that maybe no one knows about. Okay. Um, and on that same page, we have a suggestion box. So like, hey, look, if you see a new a suggestion for a new feature or an up, improve, you know, improvement, let us know. Yeah. You know, maybe that's not something we'll get to like the next day. Right. But it's something that we can add to our development queue. Right. Well, I think feedback is so important because, I mean, you look at a lot of things like let's just see like use Yelp, for example. Right. Having that option to have your customers provide feedback, whether it's good or bad, is so important to help you plan your business and and to figure out, you know, are are we are we doing things right or are we we not? Are we hitting the mark? So it's neat that you guys have that because a lot of companies, I, I would imagine, are just you know, they, they think what they're doing is right. And as long as cash right. flow is positive, then they're like, hey, we're doing things right. So so good for you guys for being you know vulnerable enough to say, hey, here's a box. Let me know what you think. Right. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, you know, you're not sometimes you're not always right. And sure. I'm OK with that. You know, I've I've uh, I've been in developing the software long enough to know that I'm like, yeah, most of this stuff would work. You know, right. I think would work. I've seen it work well, but that's maybe not the way everybody does it. And that's OK. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. Well, I don't want to take up too much more of your time, Chris. So while you're here in Houston, do you have anything else planned besides NAPE, or is it just strictly business for you guys? Business for the most part. We'll get some good food while we're here. Okay. You know, it's a a beautiful day, that's for sure. It is. So that helps. Yeah, I almost thought about sitting outside here. And for the listeners, we're sitting uh, in George R. Brown Convention Center, right, you know, kind of overlooking... I forget which Think park it is. Discovery Park. Discovery Park. Discovery Green. I Discovery Greens. Yeah, I'm from Houston. I don't even know the name. It shows <laughs> you how much time I spend downtown. But beautiful day outside. So hopefully Definitely. you can take advantage of that. So speaking of restaurants and food, I mean, I know you guys have some great food out in Louisiana. Oh yeah. Is there any like real good Cajun restaurants here in Houston that you like to go to? Man, I, you know, I don't come here enough to really know. I, I've heard of some, but I, I couldn't name them off the top of my head. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. Well, there's there's probably one on almost every street corner, but. My wife tells me that, you know, it's funny because we're only three-hour drive away from right. Lafayette, but it's like you you drive here or you drive to, to Lafayette and you get some real good Cajun food and then you come across the state line and it's like something's different. Something's, it's like, yeah, something's off. I don't know if it's the air that they cook the food <laughs> with, you know, in or whatever, but uh, it's it's not the same. So 
Well, I'm sure you'll be able to find something. I wanted to uh, quickly talk about our, our giveaway for our sponsor. Our sponsor is Tendeka, and they're known for innovation and advanced completions and production optimization. And speaking of innovation, they got a real cool giveaway. It's a goody mini LED projector, perfect for home theater, boardroom, office, and pocket video. If you click the link in the show notes, enter your information on their website, and you'll get a chance to win. And uh, if you win one, I'll make sure to give you a shout out on one of the episodes. And I want to touch quickly on our happy hours. Uh, we're actually in the process of looking for sponsors in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. So if uh, your company is looking to get into a great opportunity to sponsor a happy hour and get some great exposure, reach out to either myself or anyone else at the Oil & Gas Global Network and we can point you in the right direction. We're actually launching a Midland happy hour late February. The exact date's to be determined, but we're excited about that. And our next one here in Houston is on February 26th from 6 to 9. I'm not 100% sure when this episode airs, so it might air that week. But uh, if you're listening, it's every last Tuesday of the month. So if you're interested, hit me up on LinkedIn, or you can always go to oilandgasglobalnetwork.com slash events for more details. A couple other events we got going on. We've got the SPE Innovation Entrepreneurship Symposium. That's February 27th. And actually, that's it for the rest of February. So again, Chris, I certainly appreciate it. If people want to find out more about either yourself or if they have any questions, can they hit you up on LinkedIn or what's the best way to reach out to you guys? Yeah, so both uh, Melissa Jackson and uh, myself are are on LinkedIn, but you can definitely go to to our website, www.totaland.com. Okay, we'll make sure and put the link in the show notes for everybody too. So, okay. Is there anything else you want to tell the audience before we you get back to work here? No, I don't think so. I think we've uh, I think we've had a pretty good show here. Awesome, good. Well, enjoy your time here in Nape, and always remember, folks, oil and gas onshore providing energy for the world through innovation, one well at a time. Tune in next week for another captivating episode of Tendeka's Oil and Gas Onshore Podcast, a production of the Oil and Gas Global Network. Learn more at oilandgasglobalnetwork.com. dot